and welcome back to our third episode of Down College Ave. This week, we got a big one. Uh, we will be breaking down the UF game coming up on Friday, not Saturday this week, as well as our beatdown of the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. I wanted to start off by saying that those 17 points cannot count towards our no touchdown total. The third strings are in. The starters still haven't given up a touchdown in three games, right? I thought it was I, – I, I saw something that said that they haven't given up a touchdown since the first drive against Clemson coming out of the half. I mean, I'm not sure if that's true, but – I mean, it's got to be pretty close. I'm trying to think. I mean, it's it's amazing that it takes us, like, a couple minutes to think back to the last time our <laughs> first stringers gave up a touchdown, which is really nice to see. It's a good change on that side. I mean, granted, we haven't been playing the best competition, but still good teams beat the shit out of bad competitions and – that's what we've been doing this last month and a half or month stretch. So, yep. And it was also the sixth straight game with 200 plus rushing yards. Um, the interesting part about this is actually a great tune up. And Norvell said in his press conference that it's just the way the schedule worked out. Um, but Louisiana's head coach, Michael Dursamokes or Dursamo, something like that, something Cajun at the end, which kind of funny, <laughs> was. Um, was the co-offensive coordinator last year under Billy Napier there. So a lot of the schemes and a lot of the offensive offensive stuff is going to be very similar going into the UF game. Uh, so it's great for tune-up wise. Um, yeah, if only that was on purpose. Like seriously, like obviously you can't schedule like that far in advance and plan for them to fire and probably hire Dan Mullen and then hire Billy Napier. Cause this game probably been planned for like at least four or five years. But- yeah. That that just I mean that works perfectly. I mean you'll see. I mean their their offense probably is a little different because they have Anthony Richardson at quarterback, yep. who's a pretty spectacular athlete. Giving them the credit there, maybe not the best quarterback, but it is a great ability to have to see some of their offensive scheme and be able to. And I mean, granted, we only got what like a quarter and a half of it for our starters yeah. on defense, but still, it's better than having none at all. Yeah. Um. And then just because you mentioned Anthony Richardson, I'll get right into it. So he, uh, in his press conference on, I believe, Monday, it was Monday or Sunday, um, he said, when we win, this will have a lot of uh, momentum for us, or when we win this game. Uh, on my notes, I put win, fuck them. Like, it just, it's a lot of confidence for a quarterback who just lost to Vanderbilt last week. It's a lot of confidence for a quarterback who's the first quarterback there in almost 70 years to lose to Tennessee, Kentucky, and Vandy in the same year. So that's before – this is the first team in Florida history pre-integrate or post-integration to have ever lost to those three teams in the same season, which is pretty <laughs> impressive. And, they, like, I mean, we, I don't even know if Florida State was all male – like, was still all women at that time. It could have been, <laughs> honestly. Like, we might have been playing football back then. But, uh, yeah, I can't imagine what our defensive line thought when they heard that. I know, I know Jared Burns and Babo were talking a lot of shit when they saw that. Like, especially our linebackers who were going to be spying him all game. We're just like, oh, this, this is going to be a fun one. And I don't think – I mean, I don't know much about their O-line, but are they any good? I was trying to find stats on them, but I really couldn't. Um, I mean, they're decent. I mean, they're not better than us any in any capacity. Yeah. It's like, I mean, there's a, literally a laundry list of stats that I saw the other day that I think that maybe they're better than two of us in, and it's like turnovers and penalties. And then the one thing that worried me stat-wise is that we – and I didn't even realize this – we are fourth in the country in passing yards given up. And I don't think anyone has realized that. So, I mean, that's where they could take advantage. 
But also, again, our same game plan has got to be just running the ball down their throat. UF is 92 in the country in rush defense. Yeah. So, I mean, he had 400 passing yards, I'm pretty sure, against Vandy. So that, I mean, might be yeah. somewhat of an issue. But I think the fact that, like, Jared Versus is going to be able to tee off. If they're passing every single play, he's going to be able to get in the backfield. Fabo's going to make something happen. Like, we have all those edge rushers now with McClendon. We've got Patrick Payton. Those, those guys are going to be able to tee off and get to him before they're able yeah. to get 400 passing yards. Obviously, we're not on the same level of competition that Vanderbilt is, and we're nowhere no. close. Like, no. I'd say ULL is closer to the competition of Vanderbilt than we are. Probably. So. probably. But, hey, maybe Vandy might actually be, like, okay this year. I mean, they beat Kentucky, too. Yeah, that could. That could if he has another good year, he's going to get a James Franklin-type job. Like, Yeah. Because I mean, doing good at Vanderbilt—that's that's somewhere that gets you skyrocketed up people's boards for the next head coach. And also to go with their passing, all that—they are Florida is 67th in the country for passing offense, and we are 41st. So maybe that's not a huge worry, but still, it's there. That opening—if if UF has one thing to take advantage of, it's that. I like um, that we're 41st and they're 67th, and yet we haven't thrown the ball in the second half. The last like three yeah, I know. I mean, what, how many passes did Jordan Travis throw against Louisiana? I mean, he had like 120 yards, so he must have thrown like 12, something like that. Like, I know he didn't have many. And he seemed off. At first, he seemed off, and then they just made him run. Like, he wasn't throwing good balls in the first few drives, the first drive or two. I honestly don't know how many pass attempts he had. Was he yeah, even the of the game? Yeah, he had 14 attempts for 112. 14 tests for 112. I know we only had, what, 11 against Miami or Syracuse? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. No, he had more for Syracuse. I think he was like 21 or 23. Yeah, so it was 11 for Miami, something like yeah. that. Um, and then, I mean, even he said in his press conference, where to go, um, the running game opens everything up. So, again, the game plan has to go through, in my opinion, Trey Benson. You could say Trey Sean Ward. He had a, finally had a good game against Louisiana, first time we've really seen him back. The wild tray, yeah. Bring back the wild tray. Get another thirty-six yard touchdown. Yeah, the running the football is essential. I mean, that's what that wildcat, and I hate the wildcat. I think it almost never works, and I'm like, oh, this this shit's just not going to happen. Like, it's just it'll be down. He'll get a five yard run, and then he breaks it, and I'm like, oh, well, that just proved me wrong in seconds. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have a so I have a sore spot for the Wildcat because I feel like our offense in 2019 was Cam Akers playing quarterback for half of it, and now so I'm not I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, obviously we're in a completely different spot than we were under Tiger then, but still. But to say also wasn't James Blackman the quarterback then, so we didn't even really have a quarterback. Hey, James Blackman, first half against Boise State. If he put up those <laughs> numbers, if you extrapolate those numbers over the course of the year, he wins a Heisman Trophy. So I will defend him on that. One endeavor. I mean, Jordan Travis was here then. He well, I think he had just transferred in. He had, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't yeah. like he had some level of experience. I mean, he did have like a sixty something near rushing touchdown, but um. Also, so some more stats that I have written down. Florida is eighty sixth in passing yards given up. So that's their only. Again, that's our another thing of we should run the ball more. Like all these stats kind of lead to us running the ball I already said uh 80 or 98 or where was it 98th in total defense so they just they suck on that side of the ball in general something i also written down is they do a run a lot of motion and it sounded like when listening to napier's press conference that it's a lot of rpos 
running the, that offense because he said AR or Anthony was forced to hand the ball off a lot. So basically, if we do force them to hand the ball off and take away the pass, we should be good. And that's how Vandy was able to beat them for the most part. Yeah, the only thing is that they were like they're rushing the ball like goddamn juggernaut before that is the problem. Is I mean they've got that ETN kid and then they've got there's I forgot the other guy's name. I think it's like Montrell Johnson. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. That ETN kid, I mean, it's just like an older brother went to Clemson. It's pretty damn good. But I mean, I definitely think that our defensive front's able to hold them and we're better than any team that they've faced in the recent, I mean, outside of LSU, maybe. In Tennessee. Since, since, ten, since then, yeah, but. Hey, we're better than LSU. We beat them. That is fair. We are better than LSU. I honestly don't even know who they play. I mean, like, they played South Carolina, and they beat them. Yeah, since, we'll be the best team they played since Georgia. I mean, and let's see how, how they ran the ball against Georgia. Mm, shit, they didn't run the ball at all. So. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say we have the same level of defensive front as Georgia, but we could if Marvin Jones Jr. came here. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, though, if you can't run the ball against that quality of defense, we're not far off against quality. I mean, they're number one, but we're 16 now, and we could probably yeah. contend with most of the top 10 in the country at this point in time. I mean, let's if you look up who's ranked above FSU, I'll just pull it up real quick. Like, I know Kansas State's at 12. I think we would have a good shot against Kansas State. Dude, I'd take us against any Big 12 team. Yeah. Like, there's, not, there's not a Big 12 in the country that I'm scared of. <laughs> Even this undefeated fluke TCU team. They'll be gone by the Big 12 championship. Is my yeah, I, I said it. I call TCU a fluke. Yeah. I, I mean, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's right above us. We could have a good shot against Notre Dame. Utah, probably. Washington, probably. Kansas State, definitely. Penn State can't show up in big games. Tennessee's missing Hendon Hooker, so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Oregon, that'd probably be a good game. I think we beat Clemson now. Yep. Alabama, that could be a good game. A lot of people are starting to project that for the Orange Bowl now. Yeah, we have a – like, we talked about that a little bit last week, but we have a lot higher chance now. There's just a couple yes. of things that fall our way. We need – in general, what I've been looking at, so you need obviously Georgia to win the big – or the SEC, TCU to fall out, which is le- – pretty high and then usc to beat notre dame because notre dame does get the acc bowl tie-ins and then losing the pac-12 championship yeah um gotta be the biggest clemson fan in my opinion got clemson needs yeah, to clemson also has to destroy south carolina and unc speaking of unc i want to apologize to drake may i guess i cursed him this week i was gonna say that too my very positive pro Drake May, and now he's just dead. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> curse. I'm gonna give another quarterback a curse, Caleb Williams. That's who. That's my. I'm now officially Caleb Williams for Heisman. I don't know if you are, but that's I what I was in. But if Corum plays on Saturday for Michigan, then I'm all Corum. Because then he can the ball. I, I'm here for the short kings. The yeah. short kings. I just I don't want an Ohio State quarterback to win the Heisman and then. Yeah. No. 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 Dude. No. CJ Stroud does not deserve to win the Heisman. Dude, I think I feel like I could put up good stats again with those receivers. Probably. You just lob the ball up and they'll put it take Literally. it. Um another big thing that happened this week, or the yesterday actually recording this on Wednesday. Uh Brock Glenn, four-star quarterbacks, because we we're just talking about Ohio State quarterbacks, flipped from Ohio State to Florida State, which is huge for the program. Um 
You know, you got a lot of people are saying, well, now that we got receivers like Heike Williams, like now Glenn is looking at it. And it's a big um, a big product of how this season has gone. Right. Because everyone he came on campus, whatever he visited and said, like, he thought it was the best fit for him. But obviously we weren't winning at the time. Now everyone's seeing that we're winning and we're going to pick up these good, better recruits. Yeah, I mean, he was if we like we, over the summer. I remember talking about him a lot with some of my buddies. Like he was, we were like his number one option until Ohio State kind of swooped in, and like everything that I've read from different sources says that like he just was unsure of like how long Mike would be there because like it was kind of unsure. Like Mike could have been fired after this year if it didn't go well. But I mean, after the season that we've had, eight and three, potentially nine or ten and three, like. Mike Lovell's definitely shown a lot, like a lot of recruits. I read another thing that a lot of recruit, every recruit loves Mike Norvell. Like yep. just his personality and his ability to like connect and interact with these young guys. It's great. It's just a lot of people were able to push the narrative that, and which was very true. Who knew about his future here? He could have been gone. But since, as I said, he's shown this great um, improvement and we've kept climbing. You just, it's now going to open the door for more recruits. Like last night, Cedric Baxter, who's committed to Texas, he was po- he posted a graphic of uh, him in an FSU jersey. Then he posted some Dalvin Cook highlights. So that'll maybe we'll get the Cheez It Bowl against Texas, and it'll become the Cedric Baxter Bowl. And someone I think uh, officially, I know we said it, or at least I said it a few times that that's what I wanted to happen. Um, now I said rather the Orange Bowl over that, but. Yeah, USA Today is officially projecting FSU versus Texas in Orlando for that game. Uh, we also have so Jordan Hall, who we weren't even in his top like ten uh, four star D line. He, yeah. I think he's in town for the UF game this weekend. He is supposed to be coming, but the the only reason I'll say a little, I'll say supposed to be, is because he's supposed to have taken other visits before, and then last minute just never came. So he was – we actually got a crystal ball for him over the summer, but, like – Now UGA, I think he's, at, he's projected Georgia. Yeah, no, no. UGA and Bama and all those schools. Like, he is, like – everything that I've read and heard is that this guy is, like, almost good enough that we can just plug and play him next year. Like, he's, like, a grown man. <laughs> and it'll be it'll be great to be able to get a guy like that and put him on our D-line. I th- it just kind of depends on how this visit goes and if we can really just kick their ass and – put it into gear, you, know, you just see the improvements recruiting's making. It's really – it maybe won't fully see it this year, but, I mean, 2024 is already a top five class. Those recruits are definitely going to be more impacted by it because they've got the full year to see it and make their decisions. That's what – I think recruiting is a lot of a delayed reaction unless you're going out and winning the national championship. Like, the year you do good, you won't get anyone, but the next year will definitely – so 2024 class will definitely see an increase more than likely unless all of a sudden – Norvell falls off the face of the earth. But um, again, I do think Jordan Hall, that's probably the next important one, at least in my mind, that I've been reading about that we could steal from someone big like a UGA in Alabama or someone like that. And it's kind of it's cool that we're finally seeing this again. I mean, this isn't this. We haven't seen this stuff since probably 2014. Us make getting these big recruits. It's been a while and it's been a long time. It's probably. Yeah. Since then. I mean, we're now, I think, according to 24-7, we're 15th in the country. Yeah, I believe. Uh, I can, can double-check. And, and plus, you know, it, like Mike's history of portal, he's going to use that to his advantage. So, and there's a lot of biggest on recruiting ranking. I mean, look at TCU. Granted, they're not going to win anything, but they're not even in the top, like, 30 almost in recruiting classes ever, and they're number four. So Yeah. 
Uh, what also the FCS transfer portal opened up yesterday. Uh, yeah. So who knows who's going to be the next Jared verse that we get out of there. Um, there was, let's see, I was texting with Kane about it. We were bouncing names. Uh, Donnell Harris out of Texas A&M could be a good target. And I said wide receiver out of Syracuse, Anthony Queeley. He's a wide receiver, redshirt junior as a grad, yeah, coming in as a grad transfer, transferring as a grad transfer from Orlando. So he's a Florida kid. I haven't looked at his stats. I don't know how good he actually is. But it just popped out to me that he's transferring from another ACC school and is from Florida. So that could be an easy get. I just don't know if we – do we really need to add another receiver to that room if everybody stays? Like, not I think really. Pokey Wilson is leaving for sure. Yeah, he's the only one. Yeah. For sure. he's, he's great. He has to. He's oh, yeah, he's graduated. Like, he's in his, like, eighth year of eligibility. <laughs> he's the only person – he's the only player on the team who's been there since Jimbo, I think. But there, another kid – there is, I'll say, one kid I saw is the, this kid from Charlotte was like 2,600 yards in the last two seasons and almost like 20 touchdowns. So like that would be an interesting pickup if we were going to pick up a portal receiver. I'm not really sure if everybody stays if we need to with Hakeem coming in, Vendrevious Jacobs coming in, Johnny Wilson staying, Michael Pittman, Poitier, McLean. I can keep going on and on. Yeah. Well, I think it's more important to pick up a tight end at the portal with Cam leaving. Yeah. Marquiston, not uh, we're not a little unsure. He's a good second tight end. Not maybe he'll take that next step. I mean, he, did get, he got his first touchdown on Saturday from AJ Duffy through his first one. So <laughs> good for them. Yeah, and I also I had a quote on Duffy from Atkins. His competitor was good to get him out there and get him some real game experience. It's basically saying the kid's been begging to play, but you're not going to play him over Jordan Travis, especially with the year he's having. No, um, he's no. not gonna touch he's the third quarterback on this depth chart for a reason. Like do you think he would start over Tate Rodemaker Tate Rodemaker if Travis leaves? Next year. It depends, dude. I, at this current if you were to ask me at this current moment in time, I would say no. But he also has what it's December and he has until August or it's November yeah. and he has until August. So he has eight months to improve. And you can see a great a great improvement there. In that eight month stretch, especially going into the second year, that's when a lot of kids can tend to make jumps. It's like yeah. in the office, more comfortable. You never know. I mean, that's what we've seen. The good part about having Travis out there is this is someone who's been in the offense and this offense for a very long time at this point. So, I mean, I mean, look at uh, Kenny Pickett last year at Pitt. What was he, a six year senior and spent every year in that offense? Yeah. It's the same thing with Jordan Travis, where he just has so much experience and he knows how to read everything so well that it's just hard to stop. And it's gonna get if he stays, it's gonna get even worse for opponents. Yeah, it will be a great will be an absolutely dynamic offense next year if he stays. I think if he leaves, we might look at a portal quarterback just to bring in some competition. Yeah. And I wonder I mean there's not really any big names like last year. Yeah, the one I'm looking at that with interest is uh Ty Simpson from Alabama. He's a former five-star prospect. He was upset earlier in the season when Jalen Milrow started over him when Bryce Young was out. And yeah. His dad actually coached and coached with Atkins at um, where Atkins That's a good was. connection. Somewhere in Tennessee, I think. So. Yeah, Martin. So Tennessee. Never, yeah, UT Martin, right? So maybe. It's from Martin, so I would assume. Yeah, you never know. That's just the only, that's the only name that I've even just, but that's kind of a couple weeks old. Yeah, I mean, it, you never know. We'll get. I mean, that'll start coming out what next week or the week after that. Oh, the Texas kid's gonna transfer too. The backup, I forgot his name. Oh, Hudson Carden. 
Yeah, yeah, he's got a transfer, right? Like with with Ewers probably being the starter next year and Arch Manning coming in. I mean, yeah, no, you got no shot. You have no shot of starting on the team. I mean, he didn't play bad, but he's also like the reason why they lost to Tech and yeah. a few other schools. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find. You got anything more on UF? Uh, then that suck. No, <laughs> not really. I mean, I, I mean, what's what's the spread right now? Is it still nine? nine and I half. just told my uncle nine and a half. Nine and a half. Last time right. I looked. I think think I'm my uncle's a huge UF fan, so it's gonna. I gotta avoid talking a little shit for the next two days. Are you driving back up for the game? Yeah, of course. I'm leaving Friday morning. I think early, and I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm driving back now. No, I'm in West Palm, so I'm driving up right after Thanksgiving dinner. I am leaving, and I'm out of here. I got the USA game for Saturday for Friday. So, um. So something I guess we'll move on to the few notes we always make about other sports. Uh, basketball finally won a game. Let's go! I was I was there for that game. Uh, <laughs> they, they didn't look great. Still, they they looked better. The offense looked a little improved. Uh, perimeter defense was okay. I don't know. I just don't think they're just we're missing some guys like Bob and Miller. We're missing the UMass transfer down low. Like we obviously don't have enough depth with big men this year. So that's good. and I think. From what I saw, Dick Vitale said something about Baba. Yeah, he could t- like he's been on that one. He's put out a couple tweets about it, but he yeah, it, do anything because the NCAA sucks. Yeah, you know? and, and Baba like paid back, right? Like he, yeah, he yeah, yeah. paid it himself. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like travel from Spain to here, and then they paid it back, but they had no idea that it was illegal. I don't know. There's a lot of weird rules with like international students. Like international students can't get NIL deals. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, international students are not allowed to get NIL deals. I've got a couple um, international athletes in my classes, and, yeah, they told us that they're not allowed to get NIL deals. That's just why. Why does that make a difference? Is it like the country? Does anything the NCAA ever do make sense? No. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And then after that, soccer beat Pitt to move on to the Elite Eight, where we'll be playing Arkansas at home on Saturday. If you guys are in Tallahassee, definitely go to that game. Uh, I probably won't, but it's all. I, I, will be there. I will be there. I'll be signing autographs for any fans. <laughs> um, no, I was there for the pit game. The second half, at least I was stuck in the queue for the entire first half, trying to get my UF ticket. <laughs> it took me 40 minutes to get that. But yeah, I was there for the second half. They looked good. They scored like right in the beginning of the half. Arkansas will be an interesting one. And then if we beat Arkansas, most likely we will play UNC again. In the first match, so another good rematch. Should we play them in the ACC championship, or was it? Yeah, we did. We played them in the ACC championship. Yeah, so they'll get their they'll get their rematch that they want. So hopefully we can beat them again. And also with for the UF ticket, I was actually driving when it happened, and I had to pull over. I was already pulled over to get um, a Gatorhead for the tailgate uh, at like the Florida Welcome Center, or whatever. And it just happened so it was at five. Uh, I was sitting in that parking lot for probably like 40, 50 minutes. Mine was slower than everybody else's. Dude, yeah. My got like literally it took me 40 minutes to get it. Everybody else in the apartment I was in got it within 30 minutes. I mean, there was one person, DOE just took longer, but he was selling his ticket too. So that's kind of no. Nah. I hate people just get it to sell it, but how much did he sell it for? Like 50 bucks already? More than that? Yeah, he's only sold, he only sold it for 50. I mean, you could definitely sell it for like a hundred plus now. Easily. I mean, the, the student tickets online right now, like the extra ones that they sell are going for 80. And that's oh. just the FSU 
That's the FSU floor price. So he could have gotten at least 80 for it. Oh my God. And we're talking the student ticket. We're not talking. No, last week when I looked at regular tickets, just in case I didn't get one, they were like 130. Because they're sold out, at least through this through um Yeah, they were sold out. You have to at least through FSU, they're right. sold out. Yeah, you have to look at a resale market. I was looking at, I think, stuff up. Yeah, it's the only one. That's the only one that uh, FSU recommended. So if you're still looking for tickets for the game, go on StubHub. If not, I recommend uh, just going to a tailgate and then going like Mad Sower Township. Yeah, watch the game in Township. Get yourself a DOS Mule. If you get there before 2, which is five hours before the game, Flip is from 11 to 2. So, Oh, they changed the time for it? Some free drinks. I was five. Huh? They changed the time for it for the game? I did not... I just yeah, found it's 11, I it's 11 to 2. <laughs> so that's going to be an interesting one because I don't necessarily want to watch the USA game at Township, but I also do want to play Flip. I was 4 for 6 last week. So there you I go. Was, uh, and sponsor us, Township. We are not sponsored. Sponsor us, Township. We're giving you yeah, free. No, this is not a sponsored message. <laughs> I just do enjoy Township. I have my Township gold card, so. I never got a townie card. I was oh, playing I instead. I waited in line. I was egregiously hungover that day, but <laughs> got it. Nice and gold. All right. Um, so my last note is that before we finish off, FSU, we need to finish this game. I think a big problem we've had the last what all the big games like Clemson. We we've always started off well, but we never finished, right? Let's just finish this one week. Let's just finish. Who cares about the bowl game? We'll cross that when we get there. But let's finish this game. Big for recruiting. Fuck UF. Go Knowles. Anything for you? Uh Keep the dogs in the whole time. Don't take them out. Up 50, I don't care. Keep them in. Keep them in all game. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we beat the Gators and we're talking about – we won't be talking about the bowl game yet, but we'll probably be talking about a lot of bowl projections and they'll look pretty clear after next week. Thank you and have a good one.